It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. What's my goal? To be a better woman today than I was yesterday. This is my brave obsession. Hey, this is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So if you haven't done so, hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. All right, you ready to get your brave on? Let's do this. Hey, women, don't give up. That's what I want to talk to you about today. You cannot give up. We have to grow every day. To become a better woman today than we were the day before. And I'm going to tell you at this stage of the game, I see too many women quitting, quitting life, giving up, saying, well, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to win this battle. I'll tell you what, the day you stop fighting for your dreams, everything you don't want, everything you don't want will come to you automatically. I mean it when I say in five years, you are going to show up. In five years, you will arrive. And the question will just be, how will you look? How will you show up? And the answer is whatever you decide. You see, in five years from now, I've seen women go one of three ways. In five years from now, 10 years from now, you do the math, 20 years from now, it doesn't matter. It can be one year from now. But I've seen at this stage of the game, one way they show up is invisible, just invisible, no relevance, no impact, not feeling good about themselves, living small, in the shadows, staying in the corner, and just basically existing. You don't want that. Don't let that be you. Another way I see women show up is as a victim, a victim. I could have lost weight, but it was their fault. It was my hormones. It was my doctor didn't give me the right thing. It's genetics. I can't. It's too much work. You know what? At this point in my life, this is just how I am. And it doesn't have to just be weight. It can be so many things in our life. I'm here because of some outward circumstance, something that was beyond my control. Uh Uh-uh. No, you are no victim. Don't let that be you. You're not a victim. You have all kinds of power. You have the power to choose, the power to decide. Now, third way that you can show up is as a leading lady, center stage of your life. If you show up this way, you are doing amazing. You've tapped into your superpower, your inner hero. You know what your life is about. You're breaking 
curses and vows of the past. You're breaking generational things. You're saying, no, not me. I'm going to be a role model. But you know, there's a fourth way you can show up too, and that is as an aspirational leader, helping others find their purpose because you're doing the do. You are living the life of your dreams, and that's what I aspire to. How about you? So I want to talk to you today about that because it's actually something that Tony Robbins coined several years ago, CANI, C-A-N-I. It's an acronym, means constant and never-ending improvement. You've got to have it. I want it. I hope you want it. Constant and never-ending improvement. Every day, growing. Every day, learning. Every day, morphing into the best version of ourselves, stretching, changing, being put in uncomfortable positions, and yet thriving and emerging stronger and a better version of ourselves than ever before. It means you're eager to hone your skills and gain mastery in areas of your life that really need it. And constant improvement means, you know, practice, right? Practice, practice, practice. So listen, we do this all the time. Life is more than a golf game, right? But yet, how many times will people, women, men who are love the game of golf, they'll go out there and hit the ball over and over and over and over again. Tennis, same thing. You constantly work at your game and improvement. Well, listen. Life, this game, it's it's not really a game, right? This is for real. But why do we work at so hard at things that really don't make that big of a difference? And yet our own life, our own mindset, our intellect, our heart, our spirit, we'll just let that atrophy and just say, well, whatever's going to be is going to be. No, not us, not us brave-hearted women. We're going to work at this thing, and, and after a while, you're going to find that it's just your habit. But And by the way, note to self, you can improve your life. Did you know you can improve your intelligence? It is not fixed. Too many people believe that the level of their intelligence is just, well, what it is. No, you can grow in intelligence. Your brain physically can still grow and develop. You can learn stuff. Stay fluid, stay flexible, and not only can you, you must. So I don't want you to be confused, by the way, with some neurotic discontent. I'm not talking about one more surgery, one more pair of shoes. I'm not talking about if, when I get this, if, when that happens, then I'll be happy, then I'll be fulfilled. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about already knowing that you're a worthwhile, valuable, beautiful person and feeling that sense of of contentment and satisfaction about your life. But because of that, you know you want to continue to grow, constant and never-ending improvement, a lifelong learner. You're not going to stop. So listen to me, woman, if you are at a crossroads and you know that you're walking over from a former life, whether you're married and now single, whether you're single and getting married, whether you've just hit a new decade, you've changed careers, or you want to jump into this thing and entrepreneurship, and you've left a steady job, or just life has changed, COVID reality, 
all of those things. If you're at a crossroads, listen, you get to decide in advance where you want to be in the next few years and then live into that reality. You can ask yourself, here's like four questions you can ask on the regular. How can I make this better? How can I make this better? Whatever this is for you, this job, this home, this relationship, this body God has given me, this mind that I have, how can I make it better? And the second question, how can I do it more efficiently? Is there a better process that I could learn? Is there something that's more effective? Is what I'm doing working? Am I getting results? Or is it just you know, kind of benign and not really moving the needle. Here's the third question. How can I do this more profitably? I don't believe that we should be broke. I believe that God wants to bless us. And I believe that the ability to make money and earn income is within us. There is a money making gift inside of you. Trust me on this. I'm not lying. God has given you something that you're able to create an income from. And the fourth question is, how can I do this, whatever this is, with greater love for others and more passion for me? How can I, how can I love people better in my life? How can I show up more compassionate and at the same time more passionate for me? Enthusiasm zeal for life, a fire for life. I want to tell you, that's one of my core values. I cannot, I will not live this life without that core value of enthusiasm. And if I'm not motivated about something, I'm going to make myself motivated. I'm going to find a way or I'm going to stop doing it because I have decided I'm not going to continue to do things, go places, be involved in things that drain me just because other people expect it of me. I want to live that abundant life that we're supposed to have. I want that freedom that Jesus came to give us. And so for me, I don't know what your faith is. Hopefully you have some faith. And for me, I am a Christian and I'm passionate about that. But I'm going to live with enthusiasm. I am going to live with a fire in my belly until I relocate from this world into the next. Now, in Japan, they have a word for this. This same word that that Tony Robbins coined, can I, constant and never-ending improvement. And do you know what it is for the Japanese? Yes, for some of you who said it just now, yes, kaizen. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Kaizen, Kaizen. Not only is this an operating philosophy for their modern businesses, like Toyota is really well known for this, and it's been adopted here by so many businesses, but it is a philosophy of the mind. And let me share with you in research about this Kaizen and living into it. There's a lot of people who write so many different things, so it's hard to really narrow it down. But I want to just share uh, the three pillars of Kaizen that I've discovered in my research and that <laughs> just I want to share them with you because I think they're they're pretty spectacular. The three pillars is number one, women. Are you ready? Housekeeping. Yes, we have evolved and become advanced women and it still goes back to housekeeping. No, I'm just kidding, but clean your space your workspace, your creative space, your surroundings. Improve them every day. 
How do I do that? Is my, is my surroundings, as I start my work today, is it clean? Is it clutter-free? How about, is it beautiful? Does my space inspire me? Or is it too messy? And do I have to get up every time I turn around because I my pencil or my pen is in my computer or my paper or my notebook? I don't have a system for mail and for my bills. Is it clean? Does it inspire you? What about your kitchen, your space? If you're going to be in there in the morning getting yourself around, are your cupboards organized? Does your Tupperware have its matching lids? This is a bigger question for me than where the socks in the dryer go. Because Jerry Seinfeld cleaned that up for me a long time ago. He said that that laundry day is kind of like a nightclub for socks and clothes. You know, they kind of, you know, start twisting and spinning and swinging a little bit. And then, you know, one of the socks says, I'm making a break for it. I'm going, man. You going to come with me? And he says, no, man, I'm staying. He goes, okay, you stay. But one of the socks says, this is my night. I'm out. So I got that. But what about... What about the Tupperware lids? Okay. I make my bed every day, girls, every morning. And when I'm in a hurry, I'll tell you, sometimes I want to just do it really quick. And then I hear this phrase in my head that I've learned from Martha Beck. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Oh, there's days I'm so thankful for it. And then there's other days that I'm like, oh, get out of my head. How you do one thing is how you do everything. If you're going to make this bed sloppy and you don't care enough to have it look very nice, then what about that book proposal? What about that podcast? What about that kitchen cupboard? What about all of the things? What about that outfit you're wearing right now or your hair or whatever? How you do one thing is how you do everything. So we're going to work on that. We're going to make that a priority. Here's a second pillar of Kaizen. They said, eliminate waste. If it doesn't add value to you, if it doesn't serve you well, if it doesn't make you better, improve you in some way, get rid of it or stop doing it. So this isn't just about decluttering, although I totally believe in that. But this is also just about what are you doing with your time? in your relationships, your habits? What are you doing for relaxation that is kind of your excuse for a self-care day, but you've got several days in a row of relaxation? So listen, stop binging those Netflix series, the romance novels. Stop scrolling. Hang up your clothes. I used to have a an assistant that helped me, but my day for hanging up clothes was Friday. So Monday through Thursday when I was at work getting ready and go running out the door in the morning, my clothes were everywhere. And people would say, oh, I never see you wear the same thing twice. Yeah, that's because I can't find the same thing twice. I, I It's on the floor somewhere. So hang up your clothes. And as we speak, I have a stack of clothes that I am ready to donate. I am purging. I am in this process. I am ridding myself of clutter. By the way, you can listen to episode 22, When Clutter Hurts You. This is a podcast that I did a while ago. It will set you free, my sister. Be free from the extra stuff that you don't need. Because the picture of the biblical picture of the man who was riding the donkey and then he got off the donkey 
and the stuff, the clutter, all of his belongings and goods were riding on Docky while he was walking. So in other words, you know, his his transportation that was meant to bring him to the next place was bringing his clutter to the next place. Don't carry your stuff. Don't let don't let what's meant for you to transport you to a new level just be a means for clutter to keep you walking. I don't know if that makes sense, but those who have ears hear what I'm saying. Third pillar of Kaizen is standardize everything. So have a process. So in other words, what they would do is they would identify an opportunity to improve a process. So you'd see something that's just not working well. And I would invite you to evaluate your life. We do that a lot in our coaching programs. We evaluate where we are. We identify what's working for us. But then we see the opportunity to improve in a certain area. We're going to analyze that process, like what's what's happening, what's working well, where is it breaking down? I had an amazing coaching session with a woman not too long ago, and we started out thinking that A, B, and C was her problem, but once we analyzed it, we found the secret was E, F, G, if you know what I mean. It was like totally different had we not analyzed that. Once we analyzed the problem, then we were able to develop an optimal solution. We said, oh, you're doing this to solve ABC, but it won't solve it because it's not the issue. So then we implemented the solution and we were able to then analyze the results and saw phenomenal improvement. And so now it's a standardized solution. So we standardize the process so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every day. And this is why I believe in the power of the morning routine. And again, one of the episodes that I have in my podcast is the power of routine. I think actually it's called the power of habit episode 12. Make sure that you take a moment and listen to that. That will encourage you because you want to standardize the process. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the six things you must improve every day. I want you to make a commitment to this process that I'm going to look at my life and I'm going to do some evaluation and we're going to give you a few things next week to look at and say, is there an opportunity right there for me? I want you to make a commitment at the very least right now that you will think about and write down what would it take for me to get better and better every day in some way, move the needle forward. If you do this, I promise you, you will enjoy the feelings of increased self-esteem and confidence. This is what happens. Confidence will soar when you start making these small improvements. Now, just not talking about that you think that you can be good enough all on your own. I know that we need our higher power, but I am talking about doing things that will give you the slight edge, actually the advantage, the ultimate success that will follow and help you. And if you're not motivated to do this, then you know what that tells us? It tells us that you're not connected to a vision. And without a vision, people perish. So we got to get you connected to your vision, brave-hearted woman. And I'm here to help you do that. If you need vision, if you need help, 
I can coach you. I can help you. We have group coaching. I have a signature program that's designed just for you to help you uncover a brave vision for your life. And because we are in the process of constant and never-ending improvement, that's what the course is called today. But as I improve it, I might rename it. But know this, your coach, your Braveheart mentor, Don Damon, I'm here for you. You can reach me and find me at dawn at braveheartmentor.com. I'd love to hear from you. That's what I have for you today. I hope that this has been helpful to you. If it has, please share it with someone. This is the only way that I can let the algorithms know that this is a powerful and meaningful podcast is if you review it and if you follow me and if you share it. So please do that. I would love it. And I'm going to leave you like I always do, brave-hearted woman. It's time for you. Find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.